0: Whether you are a startup or an established entrepreneur, nothing communicates your company's message better than brilliant branding. With over 25 years in the business and over 250 companies named, expert Phil Davis and his team at Tungsten Branding will enlighten, brighten, and illuminate your mind so your brand will shine. Get ready to flip the switch and spark your imagination. Welcome to Brilliant Branding with hosts Phil Davis and Liz Heemstrom.
1: All right, we're back. And it's another week here at Tungsten Branding talking to you about great concepts, ideas, ideations in branding. Right, Liz? Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: And today we're a little reluctant to do this, but we're going to give away the goods today. This is the secret sauce. This is what we do when we name and brand a company. Yep. So today we'll be talking about actual company naming strategies, the very same ones that we employ when we name companies. Yeah. So let's do our disclaimers. Kids don't try this at home. Yeah. (laughs) Team lift. Wear a hernia belt. Because we're gonna give you
2: my
1: We're gonna give you all of the actual things that we use, but don't don't try to go do this on your own. Actually, you can. That's probably what brings more people to us, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Is yeah. People they try, try these. And then- um, so we're going to give this to you. And if you have a go at it, truly do. Um, and then if there's issues, you can always call us because we we live in this world. So company naming strategies. So today we're going to be talking about um, two sets, company naming strategies and then linguistic techniques. Yeah. And Liz, we've seen the difference, haven't we? Where yes. people have come up with fancy names, yeah, but they're not really based on a strategy.
2: Yeah,
1: it's they're based on cleverness. Mm-hmm. You know where you see this a lot in the hair industry, you know, <laughs> hair today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, There's a, what's the one in town? Like razor, you know, what is it?
1: No, a cut above. A cut above. Right. Yeah. So, and we'll get in that, you know, so there's a play on words, Mm -hmm. but that's not really a naming strategy. That's just a a linguistic technique to get attention, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't do anything strategically. Right. Well, I guess that one might. Yeah. Most play on words are just there to be clever. Right. And it's kind of, um, it's, there's kind of a, it's a, a punchline and there's nothing more to it. Yeah. So don't, don't base that. That's the icing on your cake. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about the cake, the good stuff. It's still sweet. Yes. the cake. So it's you name it today, the complete and definitive and ultimate and none other guide to naming your business. We've, we have eight basic naming strategies, and then we're going to give you three little cups of icing to put on your naming t- um, strategies, linguistic treats that you can add on to it. And we're going to bake this beautiful cake called Your Brand Identity. Are you ready? Pen and paper in hand, as long as you're not driving. Uh, let's get going. So here they are. Naming strategy number one is, and we refer to it by two different names, we call them perennial connotations, perennial words, or evergreen names.
2: I thought positive connotations. Or, I'm
1: sorry. I used to call them perennials too. I feel, yeah,
2: I feel like you, you interchange evergreen and perennial Cuz Ever- those those
1: are similar. Yeah. and why is that? Because, you know, the evergreen trees right. year round, they and work. And perennials are year Yeah, year round. All of keep these are coming up are all about names that just work and work and work. Um they work no matter what. Because they're they're not based on a season. And what you see now is like these LY names, blankly mm-hmm. chargeified, thisify that right, of as right. something Lee.
2: Right.
1: Um those are kind of seasonal names. Yeah. It's almost like they come in and out of season. Trendy. They're trendy. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about evergreen or perennial or positive connotation, it's ones that always, they're always in bloom, they're always green, they're mm-hmm. always growing. And it's based on our language. You know, a hundred years ago, you could just jump in and call your, your company anything because branding t- kind of didn't exist. Yeah. So when people started off, they took the easiest, lowest hanging fruit and they called everything general. General Motors, General Mills, yeah. General this, General yeah. that. They didn't have to be creative. right? Um, but as we have progressed forward, and I went to kind of a startup weekend where we're helping all these young people start their businesses out. I, uh, one of them, I believe he said it was, it was in the thousands of companies that are starting every single day in business, <laughs> in the thousands. So think about how you need to leapfrog and get ahead right away. Yep. You don't have this huge blank platform to get out and start slowly building your brand. You've got to get out there and let people know almost immediately. Yes. Right what you stand for. Yep, exactly. The beauty of positive connotation or evergreen names is they come pre imbued with meaning so you get that jump start. So you don't have to spend 50 years learning that a company built on your name, what does it mean? Yeah. So some examples for that. um, Here's a national example, true green. You take a word like true. Which is a positive connotation.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: evergreen. It's always good. True is always going to be better than false. Yeah. Um, and green,
2: mm-hmm. green is
1: better than not green. <laughs> green is trendy in the sense that um, we're going environmental. I don't think that's a trend. I don't think it's permanent. Mm-hmm. But it's always better when things are greening up. So true green was better. And their previous name, they rebranded. They had bought a company was right. Kimlon.
2: Yeah. mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We talked about that.
1: Yeah. So not too
2: long ago. Don't
1: Kim your lawn. <laughs> True, Green It. OnStar is, an, is another one that uh, is a great name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, on versus off. Um, a couple of some names that we have done. So we had this company come to us that did training for dogs. It was, but it was a big deal. I mean, not little, you know, private person training. Yeah. It was a huge academy. Yeah. And their name was Triple Crown like Dog Academy. Mm-hmm. Well, Triple Crown is so associated with horses. Yeah. The Triple Crown event. And so his dilemma was, I want a name. And this time, I said, so you don't want to get boxed in, around. He goes, listen, I don't want a name that connotes anything about animals because we, uh, we could now get it back on track and have it mm-hmm. be about dogs. Yeah. But now we, we start doing cats. So right. I don't want to ever be in. The- it's funny because when we name people, Liz, it seems like, one of the primary drivers is just whatever we, problem we had before is now the driver of this one. Yes. If we had a trademark problem, it's I only want to get a good trademark. Yeah. If that's,
2: it's, that's the big deal. Yeah. Right.
1: So the big deal here was just, let's just get away. So a good time to use this strategy is when you don't know where the road's going for sure, mm-hmm. maybe you are categorically confined or geographically confined and you want something that resonates positively yeah. about your brand. And so you just want a good feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with star mark.
2: Yeah.
1: And your dog is your star and it's the mark of excellence. Right. So there's
2: still meaning behind it. There's still
1: meaning. But the meaning is, are those things that you want associated with your dog training and dog Mm -hmm. training product? Yes. Do you want your dog to be the star when you train it? Yes. Are the the products good? Funny enough, that didn't take off right away. And it was probably four, five, six, seven years later I'm in one of the pet stores mm-hmm. over in Arden, over near us, right. and I'm going down this aisle, and there's this entire aisle, I mean mm-hmm. one entire aisle, mm-hmm. of Starmark products, yeah. dog training products. My wife says to me, that sounds like a name you would have come up with, And since it had been years, and I watched for them to roll this name over mm-hmm. from Triple Crown over to Starmark. It didn't happen right away. Yeah. I just thought, oh, maybe they didn't use it. Yeah. So I'm looking at it, I'm going, yeah, it does, does sound like a name I would have come up with. And then I'm kind of flipping through my phone and checking all the. And I go, I did come out. <laughs> Here's an entire aisle of products. Yeah. You'd think I would have known. So uh, that's one. Another a company we named Keyspring. And mm-hmm. it was all, it was an IT platform. And Key was about unlocking all the data that was inside Spring as a source. Yeah. So it's, it's a source of information, it's a Keyspring. You can message around these quite well in terms of brand messaging. Yeah. Unlock the doors. Yeah. Um, So that, and, and another one that we did was a company that needed a holding name that encircled or encompassed all of their other bright, smart technology companies, and we called them Circle Bright. Yeah. So those are positive connotation or evergreen names.
2: Yeah, and I would say we have a list of those that we sort of keep around, and most all of those words are on this list. And sort of when we have, you know, like the on star, it's almost like you have the on, and then you're like, well, maybe I can just pair it with a positive connotation name. So yes. that's sort of just to give you a little tip. Little
1: tip that's here. That's
2: sometimes what we do is we just have a list of, you know, the bright star Mark smart one yeah. Um true.
1: Yeah. Point, mark. Yeah. All of these ones that are just generally perceived as just good ones. Some of them we call now to get nuanced. Some of them we call (laughs) kind of tofu words. They're not necessarily all positive, but they absorb the flavor of whatever words next to it, like point, line, uh, you know, stream. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are positive. Sometimes we'll put these in a grid, yeah. We'll do like a 10 by 10 grid mm-hmm. and we'll put all these different positive connotation words in them. Yes. And then if the client says we also want to be known for X, Y, Z, we'll get to that in a minute. Some more literal stuff. Then you can create. Um, let's just go to category number two, which is descriptive hybrid. Mm-hmm. We'll go back. So descriptive hybrid is a little bit like taking your po- positive connotation name and that's for. If you're in a company that you go, I will always be in this industry. Famous last words. <laughs> um, word of caution, cautionary tale. I will always be in this industry. So, and I don't want people. I don't want the name so disconnected that people won't get what we do. So, I want to keep a primary indicator of our industry with it. Yeah. But I also don't want to be completely generic. Yep. So, how can we do it? Well, that is taking one of these evergreen or positive connotation words and combining it with more descriptive language. In yeah. And examples of that, I think a great example of that would be JetBlue because, you know, they're pretty much going to be flying planes. Yeah, I don't think they're going to jump category and suddenly offer a line of clothing. Yeah. Have you seen my new JetBlue jeans? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, so here's Jet Blue, but blue is just what does that what does that bring up? It right, up it's
2: just the positive feeling of
1: true blue, the sky.
2: Yes, yeah, sky,
1: expansiveness. Yeah, the color
2: is the wild friendly. Wild blue yonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So Jet Blue is one. Foot Joy. Yeah. Um, is another one. It's descriptive. It's footwear, I believe. It's golf. Um, foot Joy. Um, kitchen Aid. You brought up earlier.
2: Yeah, sort of that. We're in the kitchen, but
1: we 80. But we're kitchen. helpful. Yeah, we're helpful. You know, we're helping exactly. things in the kitchen. And then, of course, a little bit more pedestrian, you get ones like CarMax. Yeah. You know, um, so it's just this idea it's not, you know, the car place, um, it's car with a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are descriptive hybrids. So that's taking your positive connotation strategy. But if you want to just say, I want to anchor it in my industry, I can mm-hmm. do that. Those you know we usually don't brag about names come like that when we come up with them. Yeah. Because you know they they work but uh, they're they're not yeah. the most brandy in the right. sense of of elevating that sense of wowness.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: But some people like to stay close to home and that's always an option. Mhm. Um it so it just kind of defines your category but then but then throws a little of evocative nature in with it. Mhm um num- number three let's just go with the tried and true coined yeah or invented one yep and a lot of times when we name people it almost falls into two immediate camps instead of these eight strategies we're talking about so far number one was our evergreen names number two is our descriptive hybrid names kind of evergreen combined with an industry word number three we're getting right into invented a t- our conversation right from the get-go sometimes is, do you like invented names or do you like these other strategies? Yeah. Because people are so into those.
2: Yeah. People, I mean, I feel like they either are or they're they're not. That's
1: kind of a real divider, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it it's is. Kind of
1: like, before we even go any further, are you open to invented names?
2: Right. But typically, I think usually when we present names, we give them both. And then sort of, because I think a lot of people don't really know until they until see. Until they see them. Until they see, like, a name that is more suited to them because you know we could say do you want a coin or invent a name and they could think oh well i don't want you know a pharmaceutical drug
1: that's the one <laughs> and you know what's happened it's so funny that you say that it used to be if it ended in ol or something like tylenol sounding mm-hmm. then people go that sounds like a drug yeah so drugs are so diverse now that yes. the brain is almost wired if if the problem we're having now with coined invented names is anything that you don't know or you haven't heard of, people, yep. clients tend to go, well, that sounds like a drug. Yeah. Well, that's because Yeah. everything sounds like a drug if yes. it's invented anymore.
2: Exactly, which is why you have to have some grounding word part in there that almost tricks the mind into thinking, wait, I know
1: this what
2: that is. Right. So,
1: well, I think a, a great example of that is like Verizon.
2: Yeah, exactly. Almost
1: the whole word is horizon. Yeah. So there's two kinds of invented names. There's purely invented. Yes. And that's your purely, Xerox. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Kodak was invented the same reason. The guy just wanted a K in the beginning and a K at the end, like consonant sounds. Mm-hmm. Invented Kodak. Well, we try to do with all of our names, is give you as the entrepreneur, the startup, the rebranding client, um, a leg up, yeah, a head start by putting what you talked about, a morphem mm-hmm. or a word part into it so that even though it's invented, it gives you a sense of it. So some of the names that we've done is brillium, yeah. for example. right, And it has that idea of brilliance and it has the I-U-M of an element. Yep. Science, kind of scientific. So right. we talk about the element of brilliance.
2: Yeah. Brillium
1: was an example. We named another company Core Serva because they had previously um, been into networking and things that they no longer did, and it was more about core services, mission critical services. They they worked with servers, mm-hmm. the cloud. Yes. Um, so, of course, Serva has a little of that Latin feel to it.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: it allows them to kind of advance it instead of starting with a completely inert name.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Which, which is not a good place to start. Um, we also named a company Liaison, which was almost a pared-down version of the French word liaison.
2: Yeah, that's almost like a little bit of a plan word. A little true. bit.
1: L L I A Z O N. And so, liaison was the intermediary in the healthcare industry. Yeah. So, a little bit, yeah, a little descriptive, a little metaphorical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the another one we did was Rivian. Yes. Which yep. was in sustainability.
2: Yeah. So, it was a little bit of that, ooh, sounds like a little bit of like river or and sort of flow, flowing, yeah. natural,
1: yeah. easy, mm-hmm. approachable, didn't sound so su- but right. it had the I O N of that corporate.
2: Yes, it still sounded strong. Rivian.
1: Mm -hmm. But it's that nice blend. Yep. So finding these kind of names allow you, sometimes these are called empty vessel names. Yeah. Because the advantage and disadvantage of coin names is that you're starting off and it doesn't tell you a whole lot, but you also have the opportunity to build your story. All right, we've got more naming uh, strategies coming up on the other side of the break. You've been listening to Brilliant Branding and we'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote that's tungstenbranding.com
1: The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: All right, Brand Fans Nation and Worldwide, we're back talking about naming strategies, um, specifically company naming strategies, although it applies to products, I think, as well. Oh, yeah. And there's eight of them that we've identified. And this is like, how many ways do you want to slice it?
2: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: So we've looked at all sorts of different um I mean, even when we were talking about the trademark last week, they have like four basic categories.
2: Yeah. But, but then.
1: Kind of weird. I wouldn't, yeah. from a naming perspective, I wouldn't go about a naming assignment using what the trademark office no. uses, which was like fanciful and right. arbitrary and yeah. suggestive marks. and
2: Yeah. I think it was like descriptive and then. Yeah.
1: And we're not okay. even doing those. Some of those, I wouldn't even call a strategy, a literal or descriptive mark. Right. I well, would, I
2: remember, like Brad was saying chance. how basically to stray away from those. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Several naming strategies here are not strategies. So we're not talking about them today. Using your last name, we don't really think it's a strategy. Yeah. No. Um, so, or using acronyms. So those are, we're talking about, hence the name Brilliant Branding.
2: Yes. Right. We're talking
1: about actual strategies. So the first three were using things that already come pre-imbued with positivity. Those are your evergreen names, your true greens of the world. Um, coined and invented and descriptive hybrid. Yeah. Okay. So t- uh, the next three, if you're ch- charting these, you're coming down and you're thinking, well, I have a meeting coming up. Yeah. So what would be some, you know, what, how do you name a company? The next one is what we call key attribute names and this is when you have such a compelling way of doing business. You're, it's not your what, it's your how. And it's so predominant in your culture that you want that to almost be hardwired into the name. Mm-hmm. But you've really gotta make sure that that's always gonna be present.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Um, so in looking for examples of that, you think of Flo on those commercials. She works for an insurance company. Other insurance companies, Named it after who they served: farmers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: farmer. And then there's like three of them: yeah. State Farm, State Farm, Farm Bureau. Yeah, and, and then, then we are yeah. farmers. Dun, 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 dun. And, and then so there's
2: All State, and, that's and then All State. More of like
1: and State Farm that overlaps mm-hmm. there again. Yep. Um, so, in the middle of all this, that's what we talked about last week with trademark dilution. Yeah. Here comes Progressive. Mm-hmm. So Progressive. Is a key attribute of that company and if they live it out their name and people don't always do it um, Then all of a sudden there you have it. It's progressive They have this little device that they've been promoting that you put in your car and it tracks your mileage And it sees if you're speeding kind of another part of the creepy internet of things But if you do it, then you get a reduced rate.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: I think that really fits their brand Yes. because they're progressive yeah so it's it's showing that we're one ahead I think another thing they do is they say you can call us and we'll compare rates and if we're not the highest we'll let you know that
2: yeah
1: uh, again very leading very progressive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so progressive is there's an example of a company that says we want to take kind of and and the way we define a, a key attribute is it's a characteristic of the company yes we're going to talk about a different kind of a way to differentiate but this is differentiating on your characteristic a company that we worked with in the healthcare space we named nurture care Mm -hmm. and they were just that was that was the lady we dealt with that was her personality that was everything she wanted to bring in into the care industry yeah so it was all about that sense of deep deeply felt conviction um, it, but it doesn't always have to be touchy feely. I mean, some of it, it might be that that key attribute is intelligence.
2: Yeah.
1: So, a real estate company we called Smart Avenue. Yeah. And they weren't looking to cut corners.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here forever, folks. Not just this week. <laughs> so, Smart Avenue would be an example. Yeah. And we kind of had this one on the list, and I, I went on and off. Yeah, had, right. But we had Intel. Yeah. What do you think, Liz?
2: I still, I actually still think that we could put it on there because I think that it is one of those. It's, a, it's an interesting name.
1: It's kind of short for. Yeah. It almost sounds short it's for intelligence. Intelligence,
2: but it's also, you know, like, oh, gaining, gaining intel. Gaining the intel. Right.
1: But positioning the company, it sounds sharp. It sounds smart.
2: It does. It sounds. I think it gives more of the intelligence and, like, this IT, right? Yeah. You know, when you think of IT, you think intel. computer technology. So you almost go towards IT before you go towards, like...
1: Intel. In, intel, like,
2: you know, enemy. Or, or
1: enemy intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think their competitor's AMD, an acronym name, now, yeah. uh, there you have it. So here's a key attribute. Why go to this company? Well, their, their chip is, you know, it's from... Intel.
2: Yeah. The Intel. other one's
1: AMD.
2: Right. Right.
1: Um, I believe that's what it is. Yeah. My son would know this in spades. So
2: I think I would put it in there.
1: So progressive, uh, very much a characteristic of the company. Um, nurture, characteristic of smart. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the how of your business. If you want that to be front and center. Mm -hmm. And that's something that just permeates your culture. And maybe your product mix is diversified. So your common thread, we talk about your pivot point, is around this way of doing business, then that might be a way to brand the company. Yep. Is your key attribute. Uh, Kind of um, related to that is your strategic position. Yes. The difference here is instead of it being a characteristic it's more, how do you relate to your competition? Yeah. And maybe you really want to make that known, especially in terms of pricing or quality or service. You want to differentiate your brand in comparison to everybody else by, by, and it's right in your name. Yeah. The really great example of that would be like Burger King.
2: Yeah. And I would say also another thing is that these are a lot more straightforward. Yes, they are. In terms of. What they're communicating versus the key attribute, you know, progressive or nurture or smart, are just a little bit more. They're softer. They're softer. They're more like you feel something rather than, you know, street king.
1: You know what that re- you see. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know, it a reminds crowd. me of when you, when you talk about going for a job or employment, you've got your your hard skills and your soft skills. Yes. Your people skills.
2: Yes, absolutely. That's, that's so what this is.
1: Your key attributes, like your soft skills. It's mm-hmm. like, what is it that you're bringing to the table that is characteristic of your company? Mm-hmm. Your strategic position is almost like, we're just going to call it. It's the, a little sharper. It's your edge in the position. So, mm-hmm. And you'll hear it in these names that we give you. Um, similar to Burger King, we had someone that did custom wheels mm-hmm. and really wanted to dominate their space. So they're street king. Yeah. Um, custom tires, custom wheels, and yep. rims. Yep. And they, I think it was like rule the road. Uh,
2: yeah, that's what we Yeah, that's what we came up with. Right. Street king, rule the road. So
1: again, it's a position, not so much an attribute.
2: Yeah, because I wouldn't say they're like royalty or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, and you wouldn't
1: say like, you know, what do you like about this guy? He's number one.
2: Yeah, right.
1: You exactly.
2: Know?
1: You know, he's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and speaking of number one, here, the word one itself is very much a positioning word. So capital one.
2: Mm-hmm yeah
1: indicates position yeah or leadership or dominance in the field yep so I think that's a a great example another strategic position name would be Best Buy yeah so what they're inferring is there's a lot of places you can buy but the best place to buy is here at our facility and that what I love about that name in particular um, it's so mass-market normally I mean it's not it's not super clever but it has allowed them to pivot a lot. Yeah. So with Best Buy, they've been able to sell everything from computers to large screen TVs. I've seen at Christmas, I see electrical sound systems. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Guitars, Mm -hmm. I've seen some of the bigger stores. Yup. Where you're not gonna get that if you were wired into a specific industry. Yeah. So they're saying come here. I don't know, do you really believe it's Best Buy? I mean, it's an interesting name, but do, I mean, I don't really go there thinking there's absolutely no one on planet Earth that has a Yeah, price. well,
2: especially now with Amazon and yeah. everything. I feel like they are the best buy in terms of like the convenience. It's like I think that I I would go there and assume that what I'm getting is affordable affordable and relatively priced in comparison to the competitors. You
1: know, I mean, you certainly don't feel like you're overpaying. No.
2: I never feel like this is some sort of luxury kind boutique. of. Yeah, right.
1: But again, it allows you to uh, to position your company based on strategy. A little drier. The key attribute names are a little warmer.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like a color scale.
2: Yeah, it, is. it
1: um, is. You know, progressive, nurture care, smart avenue, and then you get street king, capital one. Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Another one is Sir Speedy. Yeah, I've mentioned before. You've got to live the brand, and that's always important if you're going to align yourself with a either a strategic position or an attribute. You don't want to say Sir Speedy and, like I did, go in there and think you're always going to get my business cards the next day, and they told me it was going to take a week.
2: Yeah, right. And I
1: was like, that's not quite as speedy as I
2: thought. (laughs) Well, isn't there? Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of there's a.
1: There and there's tons in that business. Is Quick there print a logo,
2: is their logo a turtle. Uh,
1: I, I think, don't think so. I I don't know. That sounds familiar though. I
2: think I'm thinking of I think there's a speedy like maybe it's an oil, yeah. oil change yeah. and it has like the turtle. Maybe
1: it's a, a fast turtle yeah. trying to make a play <laughs> it on is it. Super fast, but a lot of them in the printing business talk about speed. But mm-hmm. if you're going to do that and you want to be a credible brand, right? You've got to live it. So today we're talking about naming strategies. What we're not touching on is you know, the whole part of the <laughs> component of, are you going to live that brand?
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: So these are, these are things you, you can use as an option to name your company. The bigger question is, is this the right strategy for you? Yes. Don't get behind progressive if you're not going to be progressive.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, I mean, if you don't care about people, don't call yourself an or care. <laughs> <laughs> um, we say that, but that's where you see those brand fractures. Yes. Where you go, why the, this? Okay, here we go back to it. You know, a key attribute, why not argue quality in? <laughs> I'm telling you, I stayed at one, it was like the worst night's sleep I've had <laughs> in the last 10 years of my life. We had these like pigeons that were flying outside <laughs> of our room. This light was so bright, it was shining into our eyes all night. I got about oh like three gosh. in the morning and I go to like t- tell the guy I'm not sleeping and there's bars in the window.
2: Of course.
1: Yeah, it's that, that kind of neighborhood. Uh, crime district. And it's, it was just, we just had to pull off and here it was quality in
2: quality. quality.
1: Yeah. I thought, what if it wasn't quality? Right. So key attribute, um, strategic position and metaphors were kind of our next, the next three in the group.
2: We haven't gone over metaphors yet.
1: Oh we haven't. Okay, let's go. <laughs> but yes, that's
2: another one. Metaphorically speaking,
1: we have not gone to metaphor. <laughs> I thought we were moving through this quickly. Metaphor. Yeah. These are some I think some of the most exciting and rich and deep territory.
2: Yes, and I think we when we go to create names, they are typically the, the hardest, hardest yeah, because you can if you're going to do a metaphor, you have to do a true metaphor. Like yes. there's so many times when I think you think of something and it's like, oh, that could be a metaphor. But really, like it's a little too off there. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, really, it has the line. A picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. And the same is true with a metaphor. Yeah. So in creating it, the other thing I think that's hard about metaphors is if it's a metaphor for you, it's a metaphor for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're in the dental industry yeah. or you're building uh, railroad cars yeah, and you have this metaphor um, for whatever. Yeah. Um, it it could apply. So sometimes trademark wise,
2: mm-hmm. trademark wise, yeah. and
1: in just dilution, sometimes these are hard, but it's still possible if you can pull it off. So we had um a, um someone come to us that was doing medical research to make sure that there was no conflicts in filing to get reimbursed for medical, you know, medical expenses for her clients. We ended up calling her, instead of being Medical Notification Systems Incorporated, we called her Canary Insights. I think we've talked about this, the canary in the mine. Yeah. That was a great metaphor. And that's truly, like you said, that carried all the way through. Yes. The canary in the mine is, they would send the canary in there to see if the air was breathable.
2: You have to have it. So when you have a metaphor and your client or your customer hears it, they go,
1: Oh. oh,
2: not like, oh. they can't be continuously confused as right. to, wait, why are you called that? And yeah, they don't right, get
1: it. right, right. You know, come to think of it, of course, our name is basically right. very metaphorical. Tungsten is the wire in the light bulb. Right, So, but
2: you have an easy segue of, yes. it's the wire and the light bulb, and then you go, oh, I get it.
1: I've actually had people go, oh, the wire in the light bulb, oh, oh, that just went off. Oh, it went off yeah, like a light bulb. Right, And exactly. then it's just like boom, 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 mm-hmm. You know, it starts kind of pop, 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 pop. Right. And then we have, typically, if you have a metaphor, you also get a nice vocabulary with it. Yeah. So if you're the canary in the mind, it'd be, you know, like, don't go ahead alone or don't go it alone or here's yep. how you can avoid danger. Yes. Um, with tungsten, we get to talk about, you know, illuminated insight, flip the switch,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, turn it on, or we're wired for brilliance. Yeah. So those are great. Some metaphor names, the canary insights which I love that second word that you have to pair. The other problem with these metaphors is getting that darn domain Oh,
2: in. typically you can't because the, because metaphor, the metaphor is, is a, word. a word and everyone Amazon. Has, yeah, people have. I mean, those have been pretty much taken. Yeah. So
1: they even said when I actually read on that uh, up on Amazon, it actually said that that was his thinking. You know, I I didn't know if it just coincidentally just picked happened to pick a great word, right. but it really was because right. it's, it was exotic. It was large. It was mm-hmm. ample. It was huge. Yeah. Um, so metaphorically, he has developed Amazon. Yeah. You know, the deliverer of every wild exotic thing on earth flowing mm-hmm. through a channel, a mm-hmm. distribution channel. Um, Whirlpool, you mentioned that the other day, and I've heard the brand name so much, I didn't even process it as a metaphor. Yeah.
2: It, it, I said, yeah. why
1: would you say Whirlpool is a metaphor? Yeah. And then and I'm thinking... Because it's like a whirlpool.
2: Right. And it's, I mean, a refrigerator is not, you know, a yeah. whirlpool.
1: But it started off, it must have been with just washing machines.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it?
1: Yeah, I believe. I think that's, well, that's the idea. I would yeah. think whirlpool. Yeah. But then again, that's where the metaphor broke down. Yeah. Because it, then what happens when it jumps over to a refrigerator?
2: Right. Well, I remember we had a whirlpool refrigerator. And I remember it just being this sort of like cold, kind of like...
1: You really bought into this.
2: I did. I think I did. <laughs> well, As a kid, I mean, I well, was Well, there's like... a point
1: when fame takes over, and yeah. that's when it's called, we talked about in Trademark, acquiring a secondary meaning. Yeah. That's why it didn't even hit I me. Mean, when you said Whirlpool, it's so branded yes. that it's appliances. But mm-hmm. originally, I think it was a washing machine. Yes. It's literally a Whirlpool.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. So exactly. That, makes, that
1: makes total sense. We named a company Sea of Diamonds just to create that that metaphor yeah. of abundance. Right. Kind of, you know, taking a yeah. page from Amazon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there, that was kind of an interesting one. I think dove is a great metaphor. Yes. For being soft on your skin. Yes,
2: yeah, soft and, gentle as a, yeah, gentle as a dove, yeah. yeah gentle mm-hmm. as a dove. Yeah. And
1: another company that did hotels we called Boomerang, and it, the tagline was many happy returns. Yeah. You know, so there's some clever wordplay there. We'll get to that. So you've been hearing more naming and uh, company uh, branding strategies here on Brilliant Branding. And we'll be back, believe it or not, with even more right after the break.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote that's tungstenbranding.com tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's
1: program. So, welcome back, and we're talking about ways to come up with uh, naming strategies, ways to come up with naming strategies Wait. or just naming <laughs> strategies, even shorter. <laughs> For your company, it, we have people call us all the time and they go, well, we tried this internally and it was just, we were spitballing all over and we just didn't know what to do. And one person had this idea and that idea. So what we're hopefully accomplishing today is giving you some structure Yeah. in terms of here's some paths that you can go down and explore. Yep. These are the ones that we explore when we do it. Um, rather than just, well, how about this name and how about that with absolutely no discipline yeah, and no thought process behind it. It's right. just kind of random associations. Yeah. So we've yep. been going over different ones. You, you still have to figure out, is this the right strategy for us? Is that, do we really want, we talked about key attribute. Do you, do we really want to hang our hat yeah. on just this one thing, you know, intelligence right. or innovation or. You know, um, variety. Yeah. Um, do we want to be a metaphor? And we saw that metaphors, while while they're wonderful, even that I we talked about it during the break. Yeah. Even whirlpool. Yep. How interesting they start off as washing because a whirlpool perfect metaphor. Yep. But it breaks down when it jumps over to
2: refrigerators.
1: Refrigerators. But at that point, there is a point where you're so famous and yep. And it is an actual element of law called acquiring a secondary meaning. Yeah. You know, IBM has acquired a secondary meaning. It's not just an acronym. Yeah. It just means. IBM. Means IBM. <laughs> you know, Xerox kind of acquired this sense of being, you know. Yeah. A, a copier. Kleenex. Kleenex. Um, actually, even ping pong was a brand. Yeah,
2: because it's actually table tennis.
1: It's table tennis. It's same with rollerblades. Yeah. Which is really inline skates.
2: Right. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So they do acquire a secondary meaning. And at that point, you're kind of in the clear whirlpool could probably make toasters.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily count on that ever when you're going to create a name, though. I yeah, do. We have clients that come to us and they want that to be, they say, we want a name that can be verbed or yeah, I love that. sort of like it will mean who we are. And the thing is, is that a name can't necessarily do that.
1: Fame is what drives that. Yeah. And demand and, and people wanting to use it. Right. Because really, verbs, I, I love that. It's so funny you say that. We get this. <laughs> I love when people say, I, I want a name that can be verbed like Google. Yeah. And I go, Google is a noun. Right. Google is meant one with 100 zeros behind it. Yeah. It's not a verb. Yeah. But people bent it into right. a verb.
2: Exactly. Like I wouldn't have, you know, come up with Facebook as being a verb, but people say, why don't you Facebook it? Yeah. Or Instagram, Instagram it. it, right? Right. YouTube it.
1: YouTube. And yeah. that's
2: not, you know, necessarily when the word. None was, of those are The verbs. name was created was like, oh, and this is a perfect word to be. People verbed. will
1: verb Instagram. <laughs> I mean, it just wants to insta Instagram it. It's so easily verbed. <laughs> what What to your point, it, it gets driven into verb use. Now, if you do think that's a possible in the future, I would look at more. Instead of looking at noun versus verb, yeah, I would look at the the, sh- the brevity of the word, right? Because the longer it gets, the harder it is to to verb it.
2: Although then Instagram is sort of that's
1: the, right at the I think at the <laughs> far edges of mm-hmm. being able to do that. Yeah, but like Uber, yeah, you know, you can. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, people. You, that's is such a typical one. People have come to us and be like, I want to be the Uber yeah. of X. I want to be right. the Uber of this. It's like I want to be like people will
1: have Ubered here. Why don't you just Uber, you know?
2: And it's it's just so funny to me.
1: But I think Uber is like very – it's like Uber it successful. Is. Yeah, it means so, like
2: Uber, like a lot good.
1: So that word in grammar would actually be an intensifier. I mean yeah. that's not a verb. I don't yeah. know. So anyway – you see the discussions the, Yeah,
2: the interesting conversations. That go
1: on after we hang up the phone and then we go into naming mode. So yeah. we've come up with several of them. We're down to our last two naming strategies for today. And these are probably the, the most in the ether. Metaphor is mm-hmm. hard to come up with yeah. because so many people can share the metaphor.
2: Right. Um,
1: Trademark-wise, and you have to add an additional word to it, like yep. canary insights. Yeah. Um, so you have to find it and be a little bit creative there as well. Evocative to me is you're really pulling it off. If you can pull off an evocative name and the, the reason is they did a study on advertising years ago and they said, does po- do positive ads work best or negative scary ads? Mm-hmm. And they said the most effective ones were poignant ads. Yes. And poignancy worked because it's like sweet and sour pork. Yep. It hits on all parts of your brain. It makes you feel Is it so? It's kind of your whole brain lights up, Mm -hmm. and that's true with evocative names. So, when you evoke, you're creating emotion that's extremely high, rarefied air. Yes, to get into when creating a brand name, Mm -hmm. you can shoot for that,
2: right? And especially like, sorry to interrupt, but I was just thinking, especially creating an there's a difference between having a name, like we were reading some lists about evocative right. names, and one of them was saying that Nike was an evocative name, which I would argue is not.
1: Yeah, I would argue that But as well. it
2: has become a brand that evokes... It is
1: evocative.
2: Yeah, evokes a feeling of victory or however you want to say, but... Nike in and of itself is not a name that is evocative. From
1: day one, if you'd exactly. heard the word Nike, you wouldn't go like, oh, wow, say that again?
2: Right. So Nike.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. So it's different when, you know, you create a brand that evokes versus creating a name that initially evokes yes. without even knowing what your brand is. And that's
1: what we're talking about is giving yeah. you that leg up, that head start, so that the, the name itself creates that visceral mm-hmm. feeling that aligns with what you want people to feel. Yeah. So, uh, and we've only been able to do this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And all of our rich and storied history um, <laughs> So because they are hard to do. Um, and one of them was a book, the book company that was selling Dr. Seuss online. They were going to call it Readior, very kind of clunky reading mm-hmm. Meteor. Mm-hmm. And we said it's really about moms sitting down with their with their kids and that those you know, precious moments that they have, the fleetingness of that time with your child, and you're reading almost every picture they sent to us, had this, I said, this company is really more about parent-child bonding. And we created the the name Early Moments, mm-hmm. sharing the gift of reading. And when you hear that, there is just kind of a palatable feeling that it goes right. with that.
2: exactly. And I
1: think I shared in one show that um, I was giving this example in a tech group meeting, a Vistage meeting, and a lady there got up and said, "I,", I, I she started to cry, and she said, I shouldn't even be here. I feel like I should be at home with my kid. <laughs> no, that's evoking an emotion.
2: Yeah. Early right.
1: moments. Yes. Sharing the gift of reading. Yeah. And the, the the kind of the climate of that whole brand is now very much about, you know, being with your child, listening. Right. But even
2: before, like, you know, just having that name without even knowing that it's a book company, without even knowing it's about kids, without even knowing anything, you say early moments it already in your own head you think of your own childhood you think of your own yes. early moments in your life and it's that poignancy yeah without yeah. even like seeing a picture
1: yep yeah,
2: it's the words that are evoking it, and that's the difference.
1: And it's evoking the emotion that matches the product. Yeah. So it's not evoking for evoking right. sake, and you yeah. don't want to evoke one emotion, but your brand doesn't live well, up yeah. to it.
2: Well, yeah, obviously, yeah.
1: And there's a lot of that webby stuff, gazawi, gazumi. Yeah. That's one of our names. Mm-hmm. But you know, you'd have to live that brand. Yeah. You'd have to live up to it. Another one that hit me, and boy, these were even hard to find examples of, yeah. but years ago they came out with a, um, a cell phone for children, Yeah. and I thought, well, the name would in, in need to differentiate. This is for children, Yes. Um, and it would need to appeal to that, and I thought it was one of the best brand names I've ever heard of. It was Firefly, mm-hmm. and it just conjures up that feeling of running through the field, opening the jar, yeah. capturing it. Yep. Um, and it's very tactile. You hold it in your hand. Yep. Um, so I thought Firefly was very evocative and that it, it made you feel of those wonderful feelings of summers and youth
2: and yes. all of
1: those things. Now, you know, yeah, does it light up? Is it descriptive or is it a metaphor in that sense? Now, I, I, you could argue that, but every phone lights up. Yeah. I don't think they called it Firefly because Yeah because the phone had a backlight to it. I think they called it that because it made you think of youth.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Now
1: on the flip side of
2: that,
1: (laughs) and this is a good category to give an example of evocative, is the jitterbug for older people. Mm -hmm. And that throws back to the days of, oh my goodness, remember the jitterbug? Yes. So for that group, that evoked a feeling of, instead of acting like you're you're older and you're less capable, right? It appeals to that sense of remember you were young once, the jitterbug, yes. And this is a phone for you,
2: yeah, Yep.
1: So, so I thought that was a wonderful way of bypassing the, the typical kind of senior talk, yeah. <laughs> the whole golden
2: golden you know, years,
1: yeah. We have a, a a client called Harmony, yeah, that sells uh, integrated lawn products, um, that, you know from sod to to um, to all kinds of uh, amendments and things that will help. it, But the, the, the idea behind the whole thing is to evoke this sense of backyard outdoor cooking at the grill. It's not the lawn. It's what you do on the lawn. Yeah. It's having the time, putting the blanket out.
2: Right. It's, it's happy. It's, yeah, it's everyone's happy. It's in family. harmony. It's, you know, singing in harmony. It's
1: croquet. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's
2: everything's good.
1: Everything's good. So, And the tagline we originally came up there with was improving America's outdoor experience. Yeah. So I thought that was great. So we're going to move on to our last naming strategy. And this is kind of our catch-all. So in counting, they would have kind of a catch-all category. Yeah. It's a suspense account. Well, Mm -hmm. we don't know where this goes. Yeah. And we call these our ish names. And an ish name, they're hard to write rationales for these. But we had a company... Joliet cabinetry and Joliet was also a city synonymous with a famous prison Joliet prison
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and didn't really want that association like in a prison cabinetry yeah you know what workers from the prison are making it yeah and it also was geographic so are you guys only in the city all those typical things we ended up rebranding them Arbor Mills and as we looked at that we thought well what strategy did we employ well, that was a little bit of a mishmash of a lot of strategies. Mm-hmm. We integrated the idea of arbor, which isn't a direct metaphor, is it? Right, no. It's just an arbor. It connotes wood.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like trees and trees. Then woods and like lumber.
1: And then mills is kind of milling.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Yep. So we call those ish because it's cabinetry-ish. Yep. You know, it's it's wood-ish.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Liz, you came up with the name Euphoria for a flavored um,
2: coffee, coffee and tea syrup. Yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. coffee and tea syrup, and that again, Euphoria. Yeah, sounds euphoric. Yep, it sounds porish, yeah. like you're pouring it.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. It
1: sounds enriched. Yep. It sounds, you know, so all Utopia. those things, utopia-ish,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so that's what we call those. And then another client we named Winpoint, and mm-hmm. they represented athletes in doing financial management, wealth management for athletes. Well, it's not a metaphor. Yeah. Um, and point isn't necessarily an evergreen word. Yeah. So, you know, Winpoint to us is just kind of an ish name. It kind of sounds winning-ish.
2: Yeah, like scoring. scoring
1: points. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you mm-hmm. can relate to it. All right. And last but not least, so we don't miss it. These are just tricks that you can. Have. So let's say you've used one of those strategies and He's you want to
2: bake the cake.
1: You've baked the cake and you want to ice it. Here's mm-hmm. three things that you could do to make it one step better. You can make it a play on words. Mm-hmm. So in the invented category, we came up with surmount, C E R M O U. In T surmount. It's mm-hmm. a play on the word surmount, and they were about overcoming obstacles mm-hmm. to employment. A nonprofit, surmount, and another nonprofit we called Give Bake.
2: Mm-hmm. It was it was baking baking was, goods, right? That
1: return money mm-hmm. to the community. So that's one alliteration is another one i think we'll need a whole segment on these
2: i know these. I, I do too because we actually have more than just even the three that we put here
1: so the alliteration is another one so once you've got a name you might want to pick one that's like a coca-cola or a paypal yeah. um jib jab yeah those all of these things basically your strategy and just put on steroids and then of course if it rhymes it's the coup d'etat there yeah. you know fitbit hobby lobby go pro slim jim squatty potty mm-hmm. so you know Mellow Yellow.
2: Mellow Yellow, 7-Eleven. Yes,
1: so those are all good ones. So these have been both strategies and some linguistic tricks when it comes to naming and branding your company. We hope this has been extremely insightful and enlightening to support your branding. And you've been hearing all these tips and tricks from the people here and the bright minds at Tungsten Branding. We'll look forward to being with you again next week. And meanwhile, have a bright week
0: thank you for listening to brilliant branding please join host phil davis and co-host liz heemstra for another edition of the program next thursday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time on the voice america business channel until then stay brilliant